Besad daf kafbet. The last thing we were discussing was the three things Rabban Gamliel was mahmir like bet shemay, and the first one was that we don't insulate water, meaning you cook it on Yom Tov Friday and you're trying to keep it hot, so you insulate, you keep it in a place that keeps the heat for Shabbat. And the Gemara didn't understand what was the case over here. Did you do Aruf Tavshilin or did you not? And the Gemara says, we're talking about a case where you didn't do Aruf Tavshilin, and Bet Hillel allows you to make food just enough to get by to, to be able to live. And Bet Shammai argues in the Heter. And with that, we are starting Kaf Bet Amud Aleph, seven lines inward, says Rav Amar. So Rav Huna was the one who said, that you could bake, cook, whatever you have to do, roast the fish for this person, just enough to get to buy. Rabbah is going to give a different answer. Rabbah Amar le'olam sheniyah. No, we're talking about someone who did Aruf Tavshilin. But again, what's the reason Bet Shemai is Osir? Because Shaniyah Tamana, insulating is totally different. The Muhammad Meltadadachta, the Shabbatad Kavid. Because you can mamash see that you're doing it for Shabbat. Because Yom Tov, you could uh, mamash drink it right away. You don't have to, you could just heat it up right away. Uh, but the uh, Shabbat, you could see you're clearly doing it for Shabbat. question Wait a second. Bet says you're not allowed to bake from Yom Tov Shabbat unless you did a Erev Tavshilin using bread. And you can't cook from Yom Tov Shabbat. You have to do an Erev Tavshilin with a dish. And you can't insulate. And you can't insulate from Yom Tov Shabbat unless you already cooked water from Erev Yom Tov. And what do you understand? If you warmed up water Erev Yom Tov, you're allowed to to uh, to insulate this hot water, even though you can see that you're doing it for Shabbat. No, what are we talking about? Our Mishnah is talking about you did a Iruv for bread, you did a Iruv for a dish, but you didn't warm up water, Erev Yom Tov, part of the Iruv Tafshilin, and we go like Hanyahi, Velibade Bet Shamai. And our Mishnah, or that Humrah that Rabban Gamliel was doing, was like Hanyah, and according to Bet Shamai, they were talking about a situation he did the Iruv Tafshilin for this, but not for the hot water. And that's the reason it was, it was Asur. Next, we don't pick up the menorah on Yom Tov. And we're understanding that it's a regular menorah, it fell, what's the problem picking it up? So the Gemara asks, my Ka'avid, what melacha did you do? What's the problem? So Amar of Hanana, here we're talking about a menorah that's, that's made up of pieces like Lego, and it, it fell apart. When you put it back together, it looks like you're building. Why? Then the problem is the Bet Shammai Savre Yesh Binyan Bekelim. Bet Shammai held there is Binyan, this a concept of building, this Melchav building, even in vessels. And we know Bet Yilel Savre and Binyan Bekelim. They hold that there is no uh, Isur of building when it comes to Kelim. Ve'en Setira Bekelim. And there's no destruction either. And therefore they're Matir and Rabban Gamil was Mahmir like Bet Shammai. So Ula Ikla Lebe Ravi Huda. Ula went to the house of Ravi Huda. Kam Shama'e. The Shamash came, the servant came, and he, he stood up the menorah in a way where it made the oil go away from the menorah, and that's sort of like shutting it off. So, if a candle is lit and you just added oil on Shabbat, because you're starting a fire. 
If you take away oil, you're extinguishing. So how could you let this guy uh, do this? Uh, he's making the oil go far from the candle. It's mechabe. You know, do that on Yom Tov. He does it on his own. I can't control him. So Amarav Kanba Share. You're allowed to take off the crumbly part of the wick. This way it could light easier on Yom Tov. Because it's it, for the tzorech of uh, lighting. So now, so if that's the case, am I allowed to shut the candle, extinguish a candle, for being with his wife? You're not allowed to be with your wife if the, if there's light in the room. So I want to shut it off, but so I could do a mitzvah. Are you allowed to or not? Why don't you go to a different room, a different house? I don't have a different house. Put up a bad sheet, and uh, this way it'll be dark. Okay, he doesn't have a bad sheet to, 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 put, uh, to block the candle. What's the You could, you know, cover it with a vessel, put a bowl over it, uh, and then this way you'll have dark. Okay, you don't have a bowl. What are you going to do? Tell them you can't shut it off. So you ask him a question. You cannot shut off the fire on, in a log on Yom Tov because you, this way the, you have to save the log for a different fire because that's not Sorech Yom Tov. But if you're extinguishing it so the entire house doesn't smoke up or so you don't ruin the pot, mutar. If there's benefit from the extinguishing, it's mutar. So that's Rabbi Huda who allows you to do things that prepare the, the cooking on Yom Tov because you're allowed to do everything. When I'm talking Rabbanan, I'm talking about Rabbanan who argue on Rabbi Huda. They hold you're only allowed to do melacha dafka for ochel nefesh dafka for food, and here you get into the whole shela. Let's say I need to lower the fire in order to cook better. So like, let's say, for example, rice, where you have to first cook on a high, then on a low, are you allowed to lower the fire on Yom Tov or not? Could I to ask about the halacha? Are you allowed to extinguish a fire on Yom Tov? And we're trying to figure out what's the case here. If the sakana fashot, there's no question. Even on Shabbat's mutar. My question is, you're going to lose some money, right? Uh, the storage house where all your food is saved up or whatever it is, is on fire, you're allowed to extinguish it. You're not allowed. Well, Abaye brings a Bebraita against Rabbah. You're not allowed to extinguish a log in order to save it for next time. But if you're trying to keep the house from being smoked up or to save a pot of food, mutar. So you see, you are allowed to, uh, for, to, to save your money. Rabbah explains now. I'm talking according to Rabbanan. Okay, Am I allowed to put uh, this blue powder in my eye for healing beyond Tov? And if there's a sakana, kegon rira, if a lot of pus is coming out from the eye, ditsa, or it feels like you're being poked by a needle, dama, or 
blood is uh, is bunched up over there and it looks red or too much tearing or if the eye is burning or the beginning of any of these sicknesses I'm not asking even on Shabbat my real question is Sof uchla, at the end of the sickness, ayna, or you're doing it just to strengthen your eye. My, are you allowed to do it on Yom Tov or not? Amar le, asur, you can't. Etive, but wait a second, en mechabinat abakat, you're not allowed to shut off the 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 log, and if for next time, but if it's for the house, it's mutar. Veshane leke deshanin, and Ravashi answered him like we answered before, that's a contributor, we heard like Rabbanan. Amemor shareh lemikhala ayna minokhri b'shabata. I'm a more allowed person to go to a goy to put that blue powder in his eye. And some say, I'm a more himself went to the goy to put uh, that blue powder in his eye. Why did you allow that? Because uh, Ulab, the son of Rav Eli, said that uh, anything that we need to do for a sick person, you could do with uh, through a goy. That's anything that there's no sakana. Then you could tell the goy to do it. That's if you're not helping the goy. About more. He's talking to me more. You're helping the goy. You're opening your eyes, closing your eyes. So Amar Leir, Amemor told Rav Asher, Ika Rav Zevid deka Ika Vatach. Yes, Rav Zevid also asked me the same question like you. Vishani Leir, and I told him Mesa En Bomamash. When you're helping the goy, that's really not doing much. And Amemor Sharal Michalayna Biyom Tov Sheni Shalosh Shana. Amemor allowed the, uh, a Jew even to put that blue powder in someone's eye on the second day of Shana. And Amar Leir Rav Asher Amemor VeHamar Rabab Met Biyom Tov Rishon Itasku Bo'Amemin. Didn't we say that if there's someone uh, dies on the first day of Yom Tov, then Goyim have to bury him. Yom Tov Sheni, Taskubo, Israel, and the Jewish people should uh, bury him. Even on the two days of Roshana, since they're so holy that only Goyim could do it, not a Jew. So that's with the dead person. But uh, Halakha is not like that when it comes to an egg, meaning an egg that is on the second day of Roshana, it comes out, you can't uh, touch it, but they weren't Mekil. So how are you Mikhail to do the refuah on uh, the second day of Roshana? So Amar Le, so I'm more told Ravashe, Anakin Hadi I hold like in Hadi'e, the Amre they say Af Bibitza that even the second day of Roshana we could be leaning to like a bibitza like any other second day of Yom Tov. Because Umay Datik, what what's your reason to be Osir? That uh, that second day of uh, Rosh Hashanah, meaning if something, if an egg came out the first day of Rosh Hashanah, why you oser it on the second day? Because Dilma elul, because maybe they were elul, and the, the next day is the real Rosh Hashanah, not the first day. From the time of Ezra, so far and on, we never saw an elul that's uh, thirty days, so I don't have to worry about that, and that's why I was leaning the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Like any other Yom Tov Sheni, and that's why I put the, the powder in the eye myself. Now, let's go back to the Mishnah. It says, Ve'en ofin pitin geritzin They wouldn't bake thick, big uh, halot, rather very skinny ones. Tanura banan, bet shamay omrin, en ofin patava. We don't bake 
thick bread bepesach, which is thick matzot. Ubetilel matirin. Betilel allows thick matzot. Vechama pataba. What is considered a thick matzah? Amavuna tefach. If it's if it's thicker than a tefach, then it's too big. Sheker matzinu belechem apanim tefach. Lechem apanim was supposed to be matzah, not hametz, and it was a tefach. So you see that uh, the, the thickest matzah you could have is a tefach. Matkif Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef has a problem. You can't bring up proof from lechem apanim. Think about Imamru Bizrizin, Bet Garmu, where the people making those lechem uh, apanim, they knew what they were doing. They were experts. Yomru you're going to tell every uh, person who's baking halot that they know what they're doing, also that they're going to make sure that that doesn't become hametz. And Imamru Bepat Amela, they said lechem apanim, which they would need it a lot. Yomru Bepat Amela, they're going to say the same thing with this thick dough that you're not uh, needing it too much. If they said lechem apanim, which they would bake it using very dry wood, what about the, the moist pieces of wood that a person has in his, in his own personal oven? You can't compare. The, the, the dry ones work so much better. The Beit HaMikdash's oven was always hot. They would always uh, put nahot and roast things there. They're going to say in your own backyard oven, which you only open once a year for matzah. You're going to say it's the same thing. The Beit HaMikdash had a metal oven. You're going to say it your own private clay uh, oven. You can't compare. And they accepted of Yosef's uh, matkif, and therefore they were not matir to make a uh, or to bake a big uh, matzah on Pesach. And Amar Barabash lit et I asked my rabbi, personally between me and him, or some say it was beverur vaday. Was uh, I got a halacha straight up from him? Umanu who's his rabbi Rav? My pat ava, what's this thick uh, bread? Pat meruba, not a thick piece of bread that's a tefah. No, that's a lot of halot. Why? Because you're doing too much work on Yom Tov. Who's Rav's rabbi? Rabbeinu HaKadosh, which is Rabbi. My patava, what's patava? Pat miruba, a lot of breads. Why are they called patava? Why are they called thick bread? Because you have to knead a lot and then break it off into small pieces. Inami, or better, the high tana in the place of this tana of the brayta, pat miruba, they would call patava karule. A lot of halot, uh, they would call patava, thick bread. Now, we ask a question. Mishum de katarah tirha de lot we said you, Beit Shammai doesn't allow you to bake this thick uh, uh, challah because you're working extra hard. So why are we talking about Pesach? You have the same problem on other Yamim Tovim. You're right. The Tana was dealing with the Halchot of Pesach, so he just threw that in and he said Pesach. But really it applies to all Yamim Tovim. And Tanya Namiyachi, we have a bright like that. Bet Shammai, Omri, Enofin, Pat, Merubav, Yom Tov. Now that they bake a lot of bread on Yom Tov, Ubet Hilel Matrim, they allow it. Bet Hilel's reason is the more dough, the more halot that you put in the oven, the better it bakes. So therefore, you really, even if you only need one, but if I put ten in there, it helps that one, then I'm doing something for Yom Tov. Next, Mishnah. 
אף הוא אמר שלושה דברים להקל, אבל רבן גמליאל, הוא,בברוטינגס,מחמיאלק,בית שמאי,יוסוברוטינגס,תביאלינית,נאמר,וואנס,מכבדינת,בן,המיטות,יולאר,סוויפ,דה,פלור,בטווין,דה,בדס,
plug, I guess, something in to those holes that would close them up from Erev Yom Tov and Lemahar. Next lecture, they would open up everything in that container and the smoke would come out and people would smell some, the nice smell all over the house. If that's the case, there's no machloka, even Hachamim would agree to it. Rather, the fact that the Ban Gamliel brought it up, obviously they used to do it on Yom Tov and he was arguing on Hachamim. Rather, if anything was said, this is the way it was said. The machloket is if uh, if you're putting the frankincense on the coal to smell. Gamliel was matir because that's for your hanata for your benefit for your body, and hachamim would argue. But if it's just for the clothing, that's not for your body. Then, according to everyone, including Rabban Gamliel, it would be asur. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.